0: Welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Lee Box. Morning, morning. I'm going to say this because I don't like attention. Thank you for the comments on my hair. Thank you. Now it's done. We can move on. got eight core beliefs as a church and one of them, all of them I love, no more than each other. I love them all for different reasons and all the rest of it and this is what, if you haven't got one of these with all our church vision and everything or if you've lost your copy, just grab another one, there's plenty of them. But um, I want to focus on one aspect this morning uh, that for various reasons. Is that (laughs) alright? So we're talking on... Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. (laughs) Can I do a dad joke? (laughs) Nothing is impossible, but to talk on this topic for 30 minutes is impossible. (laughs) Nothing is impossible. If you hear that, no, not if. When you hear those three words, what comes to mind? For everyone in here, it's going to be different. Nothing is impossible. Obviously, I'm talking about with God, nothing is impossible, but what comes to mind? Nothing is impossible. For some people, it could be a, a couple of words like that's an out there statement. Yes, I believe it. It's out there. It's not really tangible in my life. But yes, I know the Bible says it, so it must be true. Or for some people, you could be thinking, oh, you're just talking about healing or you're just talking about these aspects. Um, you know, this is how I view it. Or maybe um, you think about uh, that's those three words, they excite me. They make me nervous uh it gets me a bit of a challenge but it's good but I'm nervous and scared but I love it for everyone it's going to be different nothing is impossible the base of this for every one of my scripture references I'm not going to say them they're in this like literally all of them are in this so I'm going to quote scripture and the reference is in here so if you want the reference get the book if you were to look at God throughout the whole Bible, let's just be completely honest. God's not normal. Like the stories are weird. One of my fr- Jonah was in a whale. Get your head around that. Moses was talking to a burning bush that didn't burn. Noah built an ark that floated with no knowledge on how to build an ark. If I built an ark, it would sink. Jesus spat in some mud and a blind man now sees. Five loaves, two fish, feed 5,000 men plus women and children. Like if we were to honestly look at the Bible it is not normal. It is full of impossibilities being made possible. It is full of things that logically don't make sense. Logically, still to this day, you cannot live in a whale for three days. It doesn't happen. But yet with God, it happened. We cannot box, nothing is impossible, with God. Because what we think it should look like, or it should be, it isn't. Or it doesn't have to be. Because God doesn't work within a realm of boxes, or a realm of a boundary. He works within whatever he wants to work within. Which is using mud, Or a giant whale. Or two two fishes and five loaves. He will use whatever he has and create a possible situation out of nothing. I remember when we went to Switzerland many years ago. Ferdy, I'm glad you're here but I really wish Nelia was here right now. We went to Switzerland about ten years ago. And uh, Nelia organised for us to stay with her brother Dennis. Dennis is one of the nicest people on the planet. He's just a male version of Nelia, really. Can I just get a cup, please? At some point. Um, Hospitality, like just a genius, so caring. And we had the best time with Dennis and his wife. And when. He, we organised. I've never met him, never sent a photo of him. I was just told he's a male version of Nelia, so I thought, all right, we'll get to the airport. I'm looking for male version of Nelia, because I've never met him, never seen a photo of him. Just and I get off the plane, and we're looking around, and then I see a man, male version of Nelia. That's our guy. Exactly knew who he was, but I wasn't looking at what he was holding. I was looking for someone I could recognise. And he comes over and he is holding a box. And on the box, I know I've shared this before, but on the box is written, Mr. and Mrs. And that's it, Mr. and Mrs. As he was walking around the airport, he told us that several people came up to him saying, Mr. and Mrs. who? Obviously, they were waiting for someone to pick them up and there was no surname written on it. And they're like, Mr. and Mrs. who? He goes, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Box. <laughs> it took me a second to even get it. <laughs> Lucky I was looking for male version earlier. <laughs> that part I got. <laughs> All that to say this. God cannot be boxed and neither can you. People can give us labels or say, you're this type of person or you're good at this or this is your strength and understanding our gifts and abilities is so important because then we know what we love, we can operate in a great functioning way but it doesn't mean that we don't do anything else or it doesn't mean we just go, oh, I'm not good at that so I'm not going to even try. So if nothing is impossible, what does that look like for you? How does that apply to your life? Because you could go, oh, yeah, I believe nothing is impossible in the area of my work or in the area of my family or my loved ones or in the area of healing or in the area of relationships or whatever it is. But the statement with God doesn't stop at what we think it works to it's just a blanket nothing is impossible it doesn't stop at what we are good at or need to work at because nothing is impossible something I love I love that Justin got a couple of people up this morning but I didn't give these people notice so I'm not going to do it to them but over the last couple of months I've been hearing testimonies from various church members, and I just love the differences in them. So a few weeks ago, Joe came over to me and shared me a testimony. Sorry, I'm not going to embarrass. I'll get you up the front. Joe came over and shared it, and I was so challenged on the inside. Now, Joe and I have very different personalities, very different gifts and temperaments, but yet God still uses both of us. Penny tells me testimonies regularly how God's done an impossible thing made possible. Literally impossible and all of a sudden it works out. Why? Because she didn't box God to it can't happen but hang on a minute, I have a God where an impossibility situation he can see breakthrough in. Potsy, I'm glad she's not here because I'll cry. Uh, Kylie sorry Kylie is going through a journey of healing with her daughter and in a moment that you would say she's excused from looking outward in terms of she's at the doctor's buying and organising medicine for uh, for her own daughter, as she's doing that, she starts praying and witnessing to the person next to her whose child is extremely ill as well. So in a moment where you would go, oh, she's excused to just be inward and look after her own family, she decides to go, hang on a minute, I'm going for this and healing for my own family why not chuck the guys next door to me in the prayer and join in with them? An impossible situation, but no, my God is bigger. I'm not going to box in what my feeling is or what I'm going through or my bad day, but I'm actually going to say yes to what God is wanting to do right now. If we were to be completely honest, if we were to be completely honest, our life, if there's no impossible situations happening in our life, we'd have to question what God's doing in our life. Ah. I'm sorry. Because the reality is I could live my entire life and love and enjoy time and all the rest of it and see, not, and see God not move at all, But you've really got a question, did I actually do my life with God or not? What part is he playing? And I'm not saying he's not working on the inside of us. And I'm not saying we have to do it so we are loved by him. That's not what I'm saying either. But the question and the challenge is, if we're not stepping out or believing for God to show up in our workplaces, in our healing and health, in our families, if we're not believing for God to do something, an impossibility made possible then what are we believing him for? What are we actually praying to him for? Because if our prayer is only things that we can achieve on our own, is it really a prayer? Now, I'm not saying that we don't talk to God throughout our day because obviously we should be doing that. And we're not saying we shouldn't worship him. Obviously, throughout the day, God, I love you. But in the same breath, at what point are we actually saying, God... I'm believing for you to move here God I'm believing for you to touch me here God I'm believing for breakthrough here and our life needs to reflect that why why does our life need to reflect that let's start with Matthew 6 on earth as it is in heaven Justin's been speaking on this, on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we really believe on earth as it is in heaven, if we really believe this verse and what Jesus is instructing us, our life needs to reflect heaven in our life. So what does that mean? I remember teaching kid's church many years ago, what is in heaven that we should have on earth today? And some of the kids said, you know, interesting answers. I won't dub any parents in. But some of the kids like, well, there's no sickness in heaven. I'm like, yes, you're getting it. Therefore, what do we go for on earth? They said there's no arguments in heaven. There's no fighting in heaven. Great. What are we going for on earth? It's as simple and basic as that. It's not some, oh, it's out there. We are seated in heavenly places. Hang on, I'll give you some reference for that. Uh, No, I won't. I didn't write it down. We are seated in heavenly places. Currently, you are here and we are seated in heavenly places. Why? We have access to what's in heaven to apply to our lives right now. So when we say this is an impossible situation, we go, hang on a minute, on earth, as it is in heaven. Is it in heaven? Therefore, I have it here. You go, well, I prayed for someone, Lee. I, I was praying for this in my life. I was doing this and it didn't happen. Here's my biggest, not my biggest, here's a challenge for you. It's from our core book. We do not live from our past experiences, but we live from what God's word says. We don't live from what we've seen or what's happened. We don't know the answers half the time. Well, I don't. So I can't live on what's happened in the past. I've got to live on what God has done, what He's said and what he's doing, what he's promised. So if he's saying, pray on earth as it is in heaven, I need to apply that to my life. If he's saying nothing is impossible with him, I need to apply that to my life every situation in everything that's coming my way. If we lived our life based on past experiences, we probably wouldn't leave our house. Cause let's be honest, people hurt you, hurt hurt us. People make mistakes. We fall over, we trip over, we stub our toe. Things can go wrong, not work out the way we wanted. And if we lived based on what's happened in the past and I don't want to see it again, we'll just live in a cocoon. So we can't live based on that. We have to live based on his word, based on what he said and what he's saying. So, with that being said, we did a journal five years ago when we finished school. 40-day journal. And for five years Justin's wanted me to share with you. And I haven't. A, I'm not very good at writing, so already, you know, you're gonna judge me. But The main reason is because I didn't want to face where I'm at on my journey. I think sometimes looking in a mirror is really hard. So that was this morning for me. So I'm doing a bit of this one, which hurts a little, because I'm also looking at a mirror. So a bit of grace would be great. I'm not going to do it all, because some of these things you've already heard and Justin's already shared. I'm going to teach through it and I'm not going to go late I'm going to stop when the time says stop day four five six and seven here we go well these four days this is a little paragraph before we get into it well these four days have been a discovery for me and about me I want to stop here already and say this when I was in year nine at school I went to a Christian school and I was talking to my teacher finished my work geography finished my work I was sitting up the front talking to my teacher Um, he knew I was a Christian I knew he was a Christian and we're talking about church what church do you go to I you know I ask these questions what church do you go to to which case he stopped and said oh we're kind of in between churches because every church we go to I've heard it all and I remember my heart sinking grade nine we met what 15 15 at the time going oh wow that's sad That already you think you know it all. Because God is massive. And there is no possible way you can know it all. At 15, I understood this. So here I am, 10 years later, saying I'm still learning. Church, we constantly need to be learning. Five years since I've written this, I'm still learning. God is so big. There is so much we can grow and learn and encounter that's always keeps sweet in our spirit with this. You go, I've heard that song a thousand times. Great, ask God to reveal a different side of you through it. I've heard Justin speak on this topic so many times. Great. Ask God to reveal something fresh and new in it. I've read the same passage of the Bible a hundred times. Great. Ask God to reveal something you haven't seen before in it. There is always something new and exciting to learn. All right, here we go. My love language is acts of service. So I leave an attention of doing things from love, not sorry, for love, not from love. I've not always done well at this. I also, like, uh, I also love tasks and ticking boxes. Again, it is a huge strength but also a weakness for me. So when I started this 40-day journey, I was in my element. I was stepping out, which I love to do, but I was also ticking boxes and doing works for Jesus. If you've got a similar personality to me, it's a fun journey to go on. On day four and five, I didn't step out. I was processing with God where my motives were. I did not want to start this journey for the rest of my life with this out of whack. I'm still working on this but had a lot of breakthroughs so far. You could ask me, is there anything wrong with stepping out no matter the reason? So I'm talking about just stepping out for God, witnessing, praying, prophesying, smiling, whatever that looks like. And I guess the answer would be No. Even when the disciples went to Jesus to put a stop on others who were stepping out, Jesus essentially said, leave them as long as God is spoken for, it's good. But for me, I know my life and I know my strengths and weaknesses and I want to step out more than any other person. So with this as my goal, I have to have a foundation that's strong and unshakable in this area. I'm a loved daughter of the King. God loves me even if I do nothing my whole life and I'm a carrier of his presence. Meaning there is always going to be God encounters wherever I go. Wherever you go, there is always an opportunity. I'm not saying this from a place of yesterday I, I, you know, did a whole lot of stuff. I'm saying this from a place of I'm on a journey. But God loves everyone and he wants everyone to encounter him. And he partners with us. So the challenge is we need to have our eyes open to see. We're at day six. We're at the airport and a girl caught my eye. I didn't have a word for her and nothing was coming to mind, but I was drawn to her. We were sitting a couple of seats away from her and then a lady came and sat next to her and they started talking. I was a bit upset that I didn't go over, but I went back to reading my book. Yes, mum, I'm still reading even though i finished school. Miracles do happen. I need to start again, church. I could hear them talking and I stopped reading to eavesdrop. Please don't think anything less of me. The girl I was drawn to was preaching the gospel to the lady. It was powerful. I was cheering her on the spirit and praying for her in my head. And I was so excited to be witnessing this. She boarded the plane way before us, but when I got on, I saw her and encouraged her. This left me with a thought. Maybe I was drawn to her not to give her a word or to pray for her, but because her light was shining. What if every Christian recognised each other not because of works, actions, fish stickers on cars or that they see each other in conferences but because our light is shining? Just a thought. Just a thought. At the end of the flight, I gave a lady that I sat next to a picture that God showed me for her. She loved it and was challenged. The best part was I stepped out not to tick a box but because God loves her and for that brief moment I got to share that with her. Day seven was another big journey day for me. My mind was processing a lot. I missed encounters, not because I wanted to, but because I didn't realise until we left. That is probably my biggest prayer, that I don't miss moments. And again, I'm still working on that one. And to this day, I'm still working on that one. And I also have to navigate through what to do when the word, sorry, when I have a word for a person, but they're extremely busy. God gave me something specific for our waitress at dinner but this place was busy and she didn't stop and I didn't want to but she wasn't rude. That's a gift in itself. I looked for a moment the whole time we were there but there wasn't one. At the end we paid the bill and I thought I just have to go over and be quick. I knew it was from God so I had to give it to her. I did. God gave the credit and God got the credit and she loved it. Sometimes it looks inconvenient but the end results are worth it. I think for me one of my biggest excuses is the person's too busy, the person's in a hurry, the person doesn't have time to hear my two cents or to have me go up to them. Can I say this, let's just say the person has broken their leg and I think they're too busy to hear my prayer and I pray for them and their legs healed, do you think they think oh I was too busy for that prayer or do you think they'll be like oh my goodness That was the best three seconds of my life. I think as Christians, we need to understand to be respectful of people where they're at and people with their time and what they're doing. But in the same breath, to understand that God wants to do something. And if we never step out, it hinders what he wants to do. Because he doesn't do it without us. And us being the whole church, not just us, the whole church. Day 8. We're in Chicago. I love Chicago. Today I learned that we have to move <laughs> today I learned I have to move quickly when an opportunity comes. There is always opportunities. I'm just going to blanket always opportunities and nothing is impossible. When we get a revelation that nothing is impossible, not a revelation of our past experiences, but a revelation that nothing is impossible when we step out We step out with the knowledge nothing is impossible and the belief that God's going to do it, which therefore means it's not a waste of your time and a waste of their time. I'm more challenged than you are right now. This morning we got off the train and I was looking at our map to get directions and a smart, casual-dressed man came over and helped. I quickly thought to myself, this does not make sense. He should be at work at this time of day. So after we walk out and after we work out where to go and have a nice conversation with him, I ask what he is doing. He says to me he's been jobless for 13 weeks and things are a bit hard. I was just about to ask if we could pray for him and Justin steps in and asks, Justin stole my man. (laughs) You've got to be quick sometimes. <laughs> later that day, so Justin prayed for him and that's in his journal. Later that day, we went to Maccas. And I know you've all heard this story, but I want to just freshen it because of a later opportunity. We went to Maccas and one of the ladies working there was looking at the light, at the at, at the print, ten centimeters away, like this. Like she's reading, she's doing the drinks, so she's reading the drinks order like this of the printout docket. She made a comment, she saw Will looking at her, she made the comment, she's extremely blind. I think to myself, I'm going to offer to pray for her. So we get our order, except for the drinks, we're waiting for the drinks, and Justin um, is trying to get me to hold the food, and I say to him, you hold it. (laughs) And he says to me, no, I'm going to pray for her, so you hold it. And I said, no, you stole my man from this morning, I'm praying for her, you hold it. (laughs) On a side note, it's a good thing when a married couple argues on who gets to pray for someone. Like seriously, imagine that's your argument each day not can you do the dishes <laughs> or can you change the pooey nappy <laughs> it's your turn <laughs> so justin lets me pray and when she gives us our drink um i ask to pray for her Not only did i get to pray for her but i gave her the salvation message i would have described her as an american christian she believes in god was very open to it all but no relationship with him anyway i also uh, i asked to place my hands on her eyes and pray a short prayer and then ask her to check it out i'm also being conscious of the time this is the time factor since she's working and people are waiting her face was priceless she was looking around reading the signs orders etc she says she has no idea how blind i was but she was freaked out because it was not a hundred percent but way better she could actually read the signs. So I pray again and encourage her and thank God for what he is doing. Day 9, 10, 11 and 12. Well, these four days have not been my best with people. It, people contact, in fact, two of them, I didn't speak or smile to anyone. Not because I didn't want to, but because I didn't come into contact with anyone. I think we might have been on a cruise or somewhere. Or I just wanted to be on my own. I know this sounds weird, but it is true. It made me think of mums, house mums. Now I relate to this, who stay at home. How does stepping out look for them? How does it look for me when I don't see anyone? If I want my life to make a difference and I don't come into contact with anyone, what do I do? Today I thought about this a lot since this was my situation. Do I go out just to come in contact with people? Do I spend my time in intentional prayer or call someone, saved or unsaved, to bless them? I guess everyone would have their own answers on this. But for me, I would say yes to all the above and even more. I need to be more intentional with my time and listening more to what God is asking throughout the day. I could have easily Facebook messaged people and stepped out in that way. I didn't have time to, but, uh, but it wasn't until I was in this situation that made me talk to God and allow him to show me not to live my life in a box. There is so much more. So obviously my situation now is different to when I wrote this. I didn't have children when I wrote this. And there will be days where I don't come into contact with anyone. And what does love look like on those days? Obviously, I'm training my children. Obviously, I'm teaching Bella and I'm investing into them and, and uh, <laughs> doing life and being a great mother to them. But what does that look like outside of that? And everyone in here, it'll be different. But I want to underline that with nothing is impossible nothing is impossible. So even though a situation may seem like, oh, there's nothing for me to do, nothing is impossible. So I've, on my days at home, which I have been doing a lot lately just because I like my own time. I can be a loner, sorry church. But something I've been doing is being more intentional with messaging people, saying, hey, how are you going? I'm praying for you. How's your child? How's your children? Anything you need prayer for? I've been talking with my friends that don't know the Lord and just giving them words, and they don't know what it is. But you are like I've literally this week on the phone. You are an incredible friend. They didn't know what to do. They're on the other. Ah, thanks. You're you're a great friend. You know how not to gossip. I, I just kept going. You know how to be trustworthy. I think, anyway, I'm going to keep going. I think we should do it more, church. That's all I want to say. Day 13, let's do this one today was amazing we went on a church outreach it was organized it was an organized time a meeting place not a treasure hunt we just left in groups to go and love encourage and bless and pray for people I teamed up with a father and daughter combo and since I didn't know the area and they did I followed their lead on the destination so this was in Miami in an hour and a half we approached about 30 people Um, Some only spoke Spanish, so nothing much happened there. Others were in a hurry. Others we got to talk to briefly, but they didn't want prayer. And others we got to pray and prophesy over. A couple of my favourites were, I saw a lady and God said... (laughs) When I say God said, like we're talking about I had a thought in my mind. We're not talking about a big, audible voice. Like I'm talking about just a simple thought in my mind. Here's what I'm feeling and I'm going to share it. Now I'm going to share... Obviously, Justin, we've, we've talked about this. Obviously, I'm not going to share you're a loser or I'm going to share you have to do this because that's A, not what God teaches us to do and it's just rude and that's not who we are. So when I have a thought, I'm filtering it with the word of God on what God would do. Does that make sense? Okay, so I feel God says this to tell her that she's a great mother. I went over and asked her if she had children, which she did. I gave her the word and she was so blessed. Then she asked if we could pray for her dad, which we did, and then we went away. She thanked us for making her day. So simple and easy, but left such an impact. Another was there were three big black guys outside a sports shop just chilling. I wanted to go over but I was a bit nervous so I didn't say anything. And then Jordan, he was the the father that I was with, said let's go to these guys to which I was very excited. We go over and right off the bat asked if they needed prayer for anything and they said yes. They have a very important football game the next day and can we pray for that? Yes, we can. So they stand up and we hold hands in a circle. One of the guys almost crushed my hand when he grabbed it. Ha ha! Jordan prayed a powerful prayer and I followed. They loved it. What started off as me being a little intimidated ended up in a powerful time together. I love that. That's why it's a body. That's why we do it together. We spoke and prophesied over a Jehovah's Witness. I could not believe it. We had no debates or arguments. God just speaking to him through us and he softened up. Right after him, we went up to a father and briefly spoke to him. He had two sons with him. After a short convo, we asked if he needed prayer. He says he needed a job, so we asked if we can pray for that. He says yes, but then quickly said no, I'll be fine. I have a couple of job interviews this week. So I respectfully placed my hand on his shoulder and released favour and blessing over him. Can I bracket it like this? Prayer doesn't just look like, dear God... I pray for this. Prayer is simply talking to God. So we said, would you like prayer? He said yes, and then backpedaled and said no. So all I simply did was put my hand on his shoulder and said, I I release favour and blessing over you. I prayed for him respectfully, but he had no idea. There is always ways that we can do things normally, not speaking in tongues Saying Christian language that people don't get. Does that make sense? That's be normal. If you don't know how to be normal I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> Just try. <laughs> he was grateful and as we walked away I thought, this is possibly the first time this guy has ever come out come in contact with a Christian who stepped out. He wanted to and then got nervous immediately after we go over to a couple and ask them and they said for the first time this has never happened before no one has ever asked if they needed prayer or encouragement before this was confirmation for me two groups in a row had never encountered christians before like this come on church let's do what we've been called to do sorry about the rant All together, we prayed for about 10 people, prophesied over four and gave words of encouragement over 15 and God got the glory every time. Some were nervous or sceptical at the start but by the end, they left feeling blessed and big seeds were sown, praise God. I'm guessing when we do this in Australia, this is my journal, ready? When we do this in Australia, we would get similar reactions. But can you imagine if the whole body stepped out in love? The public would be used to people praying over them, seeing healings and hearing about what God, that God loves them and saves them. Could you imagine over three weeks, three different Christians went up to the same person who had never heard a thing about God, what would happen? At that moment, they would probably, um, it would probably be a great testimony, but a complete miracle in itself. I personally would love that to be our norm for the country. Just saying. Just saying. Imagine if us, a hundred people in here right now, actually went, you know what, I can do this every day. It's going to look different for everyone. You'll see my journal and Justin's journal. We are completely different people. Well, you'd know that. Very different. How we go about things, how we live life, very different. But yet we both love God and both know he wants to do something and nothing is impossible. Yes, we're on a journey. Yes, I'm on a journey. And yes, there's moments I get scared. And yes, there's times that I don't understand. Hang on, let's go to this one because I'm on my last five minutes. Sorry, I've just been reading. I'll just cite it off by heart. We're in Nashville... And we went to some music hall that apparently is really famous, but I know nothing about music, so I didn't really care. So I just sat out the front. Justin went in to look around and I was sitting next to a guy who had a blind walking dog. And his family went inside and and was looking around. So the two of us are just talking. He's telling me his story. And in my head, I'm thinking, I prayed for the girl at Macca's and her eyes got drastically healed. So God's going to do it again. We sing the song, do it again. I've seen you move, do it again. So I'm thinking, yep, this is it. So after we talk and we're waiting for our families to come back, I say to him, can I pray for your eyes? And he says yes. I say, can I touch them? He says no. Now I know where his comfortability level is, where I can push and not push. I pray for him, nothing happens. Nothing. I don't know why the girl had amazing results and the man had nothing. In that moment, I don't understand. I've got no answers. But again, that takes us back to we don't look at our past experiences, but we look at what the word says. And God says nothing is impossible. God says he's healer. So I don't stop at that. So now whenever we see Zoe, we pray for her eyes. Every night, Bella, who are we praying for? Zoe, we pray for her eyes and her head. But we go, just because... It didn't work for him doesn't mean we don't do it again. We do it again. I'm going to end with this cuz this is me being my most <laughs> honest. Day 32. We're in Hawaii. It was a great holiday, just saying. We went out grocery shopping for the week of food. We had a kitchen, a full kitchen we will stay. And Justin went up and prayed for a couple of people while we were there. He was encouraging me to do as well, uh, to do the same as well, but for some reason I refused. I can be slightly stubborn. Yes, I was tired, but that is no excuse. And yes, sometimes I don't like being told what to do, but again, it is what I love to do. Sorry, I don't like being told what to do, but again, this is what I love. So that was not um, that was no no good. Not being to- sorry. Again, my journal writing. Anyway, let's ignore that sentence. Right now, as I think about it, I have no idea why I didn't, except that we are in a battle. But Jesus has won. For that moment, I didn't walk out that victory. Jesus has won. In our vision book, how does it play out? How does nothing is impossible play out? One of them we've written... We intentionally look for opportunities to minister to people everywhere we go. So we're aware that risk and boldness is required. Sometimes I can be a bit stubborn and don't like being told what to do and therefore refuse even though everything in me wants to do it. And sometimes I can just get lazy and sometimes I can just be a bit selfish And sometimes I forget or distracted or fear gets in. But Jesus has won. And church, we need to always remember Jesus has won. He's won. We won. We're on the winning team. How cool is that? So in amongst everything that goes on in here and in amongst impossible situations, in amongst everything, here, 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 everywhere around us, let's remember he's won. He's on our side. Victory's his. In amongst my I don't want to attitude, he's won. And he's so for us. One of the stories in there, I write, I ask someone to pray and they ask a question and I was so scared. I'd never been asked that question before and I mumbled my way through it. I think sometimes that stops me is what if they talk and I don't have the right answer or I don't have something good to say. Again, Jesus is one. He's on our side. And until I'm in a situation, I can't grow from it. So then later on in another testimony I'm asked the exact same question but I have a great answer because I grew from the first time. We're always on a journey, always growing. Let's never stop. Is that all right? So God I thank you so much. Can I have prayer team come up please? I thank you so much that nothing is impossible. And I pray for a greater revelation of that in our life. Not a greater revelation, I just pray that we actually understand it. That we're not held back by um, the opposite. But we actually understand that with you, nothing is impossible. That we live our life out of that. That we're put in situations, God. I just pray and declare that us as a church is going to know, with God, it's going to happen. I'm facing this, but with God, we're going to see the breakthrough. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.